Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Hello and welcome to To Put It Playfully, I'm your host Becky and today we are with Shakira Scotty Unfamous Scott, award winning erotic novelist and sex influencer. So hey Scotty, lovely to meet you. Today, hey, hey, thank you. How um, are you doing? yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. you Looks stunning, beautiful, thank you, so gorgeous. Thank you so much. So, first question for you. I just wanted to see, like, find out how you got into like this whole sex positive <laughs> attitude of yours. Like, where did it begin? Have you always been this way, or did something like catalyst it? I've always been a bit of a pervert, so yeah. we can, I guess we could start there. Um, so yeah, originally I was like writing fan fiction and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I moved into writing my own stories, just like online. And then one day I was posting some of my stories on Facebook, and it got really popular. And then this drama company picked it up, and they were like, we want to make it into a play. And I was oh, like, wow. what? Oh my God. So then they did that, and it like sold out. And I was like, hey, maybe I can do this for real. So I was doing that for a while and then there was this job that came up maybe like early 2017 and it was like for a sex toy reviewer and I was like, oh my God, that's a real job. I would love to do that. So I did my little trial video. I did it so good. I was so proud of it. (laughs) And and then they didn't pick me and I was like, no. And I was like, well, fine, I'll just do it myself. So then, yeah, I literally just started reviewing titles from there. And I guess from also, like, my writing and stuff, because I was, like, winning awards and getting featured in, like, magazines and stuff. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And people were naturally kind of coming to me and, like, telling me about, like, their sex stuff. And, I mean, some stuff that I was like, okay, this is oversharing, <laughs> but it's fine. And then I guess I kind of saw a gap in the market, especially like in the British market, that mm. there weren't many women who looked like me that were like speaking about, especially for like the black community. So I was like, okay, well, since it's like, I mean, sex is like a taboo thing anyway, yeah. but then like, I think the black community is like especially conservative. So then it's kind of like, okay, well... I have no shame. So I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take the hit sometimes. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, that was just kind of my mission to really help women of colour, like all women in general, but like specifically women of colour to get more comfortable with sexuality and speaking about stuff outside of the realms of oh, missionary and mm. my husband. <laughs> yeah. And how many, what's your body count? Like, all oh that. God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that dreaded question. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's that's basically my your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you like receive any kind of pushback or like negativity because of that? I think so. I but I don't think that I had like a lot of pushback. Mm. I mean, I'm quite delusional, so people are probably <laughs> like, "Stop it!" And I'm like, "You love it, <laughs> really?" Um, <laughs> It was an adjustment for my family. Oh, right, so, yeah. Like, there, I remember there was, like, an article in The Guardian, and the first line that they start with is me going something about, oh, like, I, I had, like, balls in my face. That's, like, the first the opening line <laughs> yeah. of the article. And it's my just dad, always what you want to read yeah. about your children, isn't it? <laughs> I saw that. Oh. And then I was working with Channel 4 as well, and then, like, some of my uncles came across that, and I'm like... Oh, wow. It was during the pandemic. I was like, I can't wait for lockdown to end so I can get some dick. <laughs> and <then laughs> oh my 
and they're like sharing it in the family group chat but i was like i'm i'm 30 years old i don't yeah. care what you're upset about like, it, exactly it's nothing to really be yeah. upset about like obviously like you don't really want to think about it but you know like yeah. who cares at the end of the day like they're having sex surely <laughs> so exactly that was literally what I said. don't you have sex yeah like we're grown people here yeah so yeah i guess there was that sort of discomfort within mm. my family but then i guess by force my force <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of got used to it. it's like yeah that's what she does and i also like to explain like the reason behind why i'm doing it and that kind of settles them a bit more yeah um online I don't know. People are quite nice to me online. That's I don't good. Know. I think it's because I make jokes and they're just like, yeah. it's okay, nasty girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do have some people like, oh, like that's a bit like too much for me. Mm. But I've never had anyone be like really, really disrespectful about it. That's good. So yeah. yeah it's I've such like an important jokes. thing in general. Like I think, God, sex education in this country is just abysmal, isn't it? And like you need like voices like yours to kind of be like educate the masses yeah. in like a way that's actually approachable and friendly because I think so many of our experiences with sex education is very very negative or uncomfortable mm. or awkward mm -hmm. and like you're not allowed to laugh about it but it's like you can have a giggle yeah. <laughs> realistically exactly. the teachers be like no get out the class <laughs> and then you just like missed out on something really important but I think that was exactly why I kind of took this approach towards teaching sex ed the way that I do is mm. that like you said like in school it was so serious the penis kids in the vagina you get pregnant <laughs> do you have a period yeah. that and that was it yeah. it's like yeah I want to like talk about that stuff obviously but let's mm. also talk about female pleasure let's talk about yeah. closing the orgasm gap yeah exactly. yeah let's do that That's, let's yeah. learn new things let's learn about our bodies and it doesn't have to be serious like I literally it should be fun it should it? be like i do like my sex story reviews and stuff and i always have like a, a host story section yeah where i tell everyone about like oh this is the porn that i was watching or i was in the mood for porn today or <laughs> i did this really weird thing and it just kind of i guess it kind of makes it normal because it's yeah. like, oh my god like, i thought i was the only one yeah even another thing i like to do on my instagram is we have freaky fridays on my right. instagram stories and it's basically from my workshop we have the fantasy confession section everyone mm -hmm. like writes their fantasies on a card and Cute. drops it in a bag so each week i will like take a picture of one of the confessions and then you know kind of prompt everyone mm. else to share their stuff and then they can all vote on if that's something that they want to do as well and this is another way to kind of normalize desires and things and yeah. people are like oh my god like i didn't think anybody else would like that or someone <laughs> says something really weird and they're like maybe i would be into like, that I like, can't, that yeah. can kind of like unlocks like a new fantasy that you never knew that you yes. had before yeah i love stuff like that we do something like that as well we do like playful confidential and we get people to sort of confess things or mm. ask for advice or give their advice and stuff like that and yeah like it's always so fascinating to see people's responses and like I think I feel like I understand and know a lot of things but then sometimes someone brings something to the table and I'm like what <laughs> like, yeah. I've never heard of this before and it's so interesting and like yeah it's never like a negative thing I don't think like no, it's, it's everyone's got their weird thing yes. like it whether it's sexual or not everyone's got something a little bit weird about them exactly we should embrace it yeah you embrace your freaky side yeah yeah yuck people's yums like yeah. if they're into something you're not into, into it, that's fine but at least like now you know about yeah. it you know it exists it makes you become more cultured to learn about these <laughs> things i think cultured about spit roasting yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I feel so cosmopolitan <laughs> talking modern about women. this over dinner. Yeah, such modern women, like, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I do feel like that. And I feel like it's good to understand other people's things. Like, it just helps you become more human and... And like, make sure things seem less embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people like the embarrassment. They get off, get off on that humiliation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like there's a, a t-shirt that says, like, don't bully me, I'll come. I always <laughs> think about that. Like, <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, that's so funny. Like, it's such a funny concept. No, but yeah so uh, you mentioned like talking about the orgasm gap and that's mm. something that is like huge for us like we're a women founded and run brand like mm. literally everyone in office is woman and I think I, I don't know I can't speak for everyone but I think most people have faked an orgasm in oh, their yeah. life or like how do people get over that embarrassment of not being able to have an orgasm during like partnered sex I think it's just about us having more conversations around. It. I mean, mm. like we are having so many now, which is wonderful. Yeah. And it's like through these conversations, we learn that, okay, a lot of us actually don't come. Yeah. Especially during partnered sex. Like it's not you, you're not weird. Your sex doesn't look like what happens in mm. TV, movies, whatever. Neither does ours. So it's like, I think even when I kind of give my tef- testimony, like I couldn't come from partnered sex for years. I think the first the first time I had a partnered sex orgasm was when I was like twenty five, maybe. Yeah. And I like I've been having sex since I was eighteen. So that's a lot of years mm. with nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think it it helps take the pressure off of you know sometimes you feel like you have to like perf- like with the whole faking orgasm thing. Yeah. You have to perform orgasm or you have to perform enjoyment and mm. stuff like that. It's like, no, like if you don't, en- if you didn't come, it's fine. Sex can still be enjoyable even if you yeah. didn't come. But it's like you now, this now opens up the conversation to us speaking about like masturbation and stuff and mm. getting to learn your body because I think a lot of the time the way that we're taught to kind of deal with sex is that our partners lead mm. the whole endeavor. And it's like, no now because we're having these conversations it's like we're learning you need to learn your own body and you need to communicate your needs your desires what you want your partner can only do so much and i think a lot of the time especially if we're talking about like heteronormative relationships you know men feel like you know they have to lead and they just do whatever they've seen on porn or whatever Mm. and like they're rubbing your clitoris out of existence (laughs) (laughs) and like finger banging you so hard and they haven't even cut their nails yeah do you know what i mean it's (laughs) like no now that we're having these conversations about closing the orgasm gap and stuff it's like no i want a gentler touch i actually like being touched to the left of my clitoris a bit Mm. more like yeah it's it's i just i just think it's just helpful overall and then it's also helping us to stop the whole shame of faking orgasms which is like such a big thing for all of us i think like when i teach because sometimes i um, teach like gen z and stuff like like, college and universities and stuff do like sex ed lessons to them i think because of like millennials just coming out and being like "Ah, don't have to fake it it's just kind of filtered down to them so a lot of the time when i was like talking to the younger generations they're like yeah no we don't fake it oh that's good yeah so it's like this wow like the tides are turning yeah we've we've made a difference (laughs) i think like maybe like one of the most difficult things though is like say if you're in a relationship and Mm. the whole time you've been faking it Mm. and then it's like 
how do you just stop? <laughs> like, you just have to, like, have that conversation with yourself and be like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And yeah. then, like, like, but getting over that sort of, like, initial, I guess, embarrassment of, like, yeah. being like, actually, no, I didn't come. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, but I think, like, in general, like, pretending that you like something when you don't like something is exactly. usually never a good idea. It's so ridiculous that like, when you actually, like, <clears throat> think about the concept of that, it's like, oh, because we don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Oh, they will get over it. Yeah. Like, you're, I think another thing is, as well, like, okay, yes, there's a little hit to the ego, but mm. your partner wants to be good in bed. They don't yeah. want you being in the well, group chat, like, ah, this fucking lip dick. Da, da, da. Yeah. Like, nobody wants that. They want to be yeah. like, oh, he blew my back. Yeah, and they want to be like, oh, I'm the best you ever had. Exactly. Like. <laughs> so it's like, if I can help you with that, mm. this should be a good thing. And if I'm giving you directions, this should be a good thing. Me lying to you is essentially, it's giving you a disadvantage in the long run because you're going to go and yeah. take that rubbish to another That's person <laughs> afterwards. Do you get what I mean? It's like, no, like, even if like we don't work out, I'm setting you up for success. Yeah, <laughs> sexual success. Yes. Oh, everyone should have that as a good partner, shouldn't they? Yes. <laughs> You're like, let's teach you how to be better, and then you can go off into the world being your best self. Yeah, that I think like as as well, like it's interesting how oblivious a lot of like this is heteronormative, obviously a lot mm. of men are to like women actually doing this, like, and it's like, do you really not know? And are we really that? good actresses yes we are <laughs> yeah it's like make the sounds and do your kegels at the same yeah. time Shake yeah a bit. yeah <laughs> it's like you just learn a little script from pornography or traditional pornography Basically. and then just play it out and that's believable because that's what all you know from mm from like that's your sex education basically if people aren't lucky enough to like have had proper sex education mm. like you're providing then yeah that's what they that's what they've learned yeah on the sort of flip side of like sort of um <clears throat> the sex positive attitude and like um yeah this whole like orgasms i think is there like any value in being celibate or yes. abstaining yes so before I got with my current partner, I was mm -hmm. actually celibate for three years. Interesting. And the value that I found in that was, I mean, I just, I just like swore up and I was like, I don't want anybody here. Leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my sanctuary, my era of peace. Mm -hmm. but yeah. The benefits that I found from that was that I actually got a lot more connected to my body sexually. And then even then, like, finding a partner, just, like, taking men out of the equation and getting to that space, it's like, I don't need to be in a relationship. Yeah. I don't need to feel desired. I just need to like myself. I need to love myself. Like, I just need to find this space where I'm good with or without you. Exactly. So because I ended up building up, I guess, that kind of, like, tolerance to mm. the whole, you know, system of falling in love, blah, 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 <laughs> I was able to make a list of exactly what it was that I wanted in a partner and I was more strict with sticking with it. I mean, obviously you're not going to find everything that you want. Yeah, in everyone. ideally. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was just like, I want most of the boxes ticked. And when it comes to sex, I want the sex to be something that I know that I'm going to enjoy. I started exploring more of my taste through, <laughs> I guess, through pornography. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously like erotic literature and mm. stuff. And because I'd always been into BDSM and I'd kind of tried to play with it with previous lovers. But I always felt so shy and weird about it. And then it was kind of like, well, no, like this is what I enjoy. And I want 
to make sure that if I'm going to go and explore that, I'm going to do it with someone who is going to make me comfortable enough yeah. to do that. So, yeah, when I met my partner, and I think one of our earlier conversations, like, we, we didn't talk about sex right away, which was great. But when we finally did have that conversation, it was kind of just very open. Like, okay, well, I like this. Yeah. And he was like, cool. I like feet. <laughs> I was like, oh, sick. You have a kink as well? Dope. That's such, like, an exciting conversation to have like early in a relationship I think like yeah, yeah like just finding out that stuff about each other and you're like oh like I never thought about that before yeah. <laughs> like I've never been with someone who's interested in that that's exciting like let's try it and see mm. yeah I think that's so good but yeah I think like practicing celibacy is something that is I haven't really seen spoken about in a sort of sex positive sphere mm. and I think that's a really interesting concept and it's something that I think about a lot as well like I've been like pretty much in like constant monogamous relationships since mm. I was like 16 and like I've never like been single. Yeah, I think about that. Like I think I, I need to get into that space of like not having like a relationship or mm. relying on a man. Yeah, I but I think- it gives you a different kind of like power as well. Yeah. Just uh, be like thinking about what you want is yeah. is really important, and that's like yeah, I think yeah, celibacy is a very interesting concept. I think like more people should talk about that, and like not like, but I think it's always framed as this kind of like oh, don't have sex and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's and very like, like pure. It sounds a bit puritanical. Yeah, exactly, sense, and it's, it's really not. It's very like promoted by sort of christianity and things yeah. like that and it shouldn't always be like that like it shouldn't i think it's something that can go across that whole spectrum because i'm not christian like, i was yeah. raised but more like spiritual or whatever and yeah I, do, I think that celibacy can be very empowering mm. and just like, like i said the whole thing was that it was me i guess setting a bound i used it to set a boundary mm. it's like okay if you're not gonna meet me here then you just you can't you don't get to go past go. Don't yeah. collect 200. Like, none of that. Like, you have to be on this level. Otherwise, it's not more worth my time. Because I can do bad all by myself. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I a think it's, a, I think it's a, a good move. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was going to ask, did you find it nerve-wracking when you went, like, when you had, like, your first sexual encounter after being three years celibate? Um, not nerve-wracking. It's more kind of like... I guess climbing back on the bicycle. Yeah. Not the bicycle for a while. Because, I mean, like, I was masturbating furiously. So it wasn't like... Yeah, I was like, that's <laughs> still sex, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's not, like, it's not like you haven't had an orgasm or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was more kind of like deciding on when I was going to do it. And then, mm. okay, let's see how this goes. You get to fill a penis again. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I, rem I remember this. Um, it's like an old friend. Yeah. I guess the first time I, I always say this to my partner and he doesn't like it but I'm like mm -hmm. I don't remember the first time we had sex oh <laughs> like I know that we did it I know where we did it but I said yeah. like the encounter itself like I don't recall anything about it <laughs> specifically uh, yeah, yeah. I, all I remember is like oh like you were like waiting to see what my feet looked like, like I, rem <laughs> I remember that so you hadn't <laughs> seen your feet until then well yeah so the first time we had sex yeah I remember the second time so that was great but yeah uh, I've always think the first time's not actually ever that good <laughs> yeah it's just like you have to like okay let, let's just do this let's like take the plunge into the deep end yeah. see what it feels and like and it's still like I think you like all those like I guess it's not just nerves, but it's just like get, knowing like what works for the other person. Like, yeah. I always think like people put too much pressure on that first time with someone. It's yeah, because like, you want it to it be out magic. Of the way. Yeah, like you know in the movies they're like flinging each other against yeah. the wall. Oh it's no, Heathcliff! Like, <laughs> like all, <laughs> all of that stuff, and it's like, no, this is just kind of like 
It's find our out. feet. Yeah, yeah. Li- literally. <laughs> literally finding your feet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, obviously, we are a lingerie brand, so I cannot yes. have this podcast without talking a li- little bit, if like, or asking you a little bit of like lingerie. In like, is that part of your sort of sexual positivity? Oh, yes. oh good. <laughs> if I you said that. no, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> right. No, I don't. Like, like moving it. on. Okay. <laughs> Cut that bit out. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, good. I think during, when was it? I think it was during lockdown or maybe like 2020, because we were still kind of in lockdown during 2021 a bit. Mm. And um, like I'd put on weight during lockdown, as like a lot of people had, and I wasn't feeling like myself. And I was just like, do you know what? My New Year's resolution for this year is to dress like a hoe. Yes. That was literally it. Everyone's like, I, I'm going to drink juice. No, <laughs> I want to look like a slut. So literally that year, I just went out buying loads of different lingerie and Amazing. like posting it on my Instagram. Like my ass cheeks and my tits, everything just on, yeah. on my Instagram page. But it was such an empowering moment for me because it's like the power that lingerie has to kind of I guess change the way that you know that sometimes like when you put on like makeup mm. even if you feel like a bit crap that day that you put on a bit of concealer so you look less tired or something like lingerie is like makeup for the body that's stupid yeah. it's not makeup for the body but it's, it's, <laughs> I get what you yeah mean, it's yeah. like you're, you're adorning yourself do you get what yeah. I mean and it just changes the entire vibe and then I would be not even just like excited just to see myself in it and like to post it on there and be like, mm. oh my god, you look amazing, so inspirational. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, like, when you're like plus size and stuff as well, like, yeah. and you put on was like, oh my god, I never thought that I could see anybody do this. But then I had other like plus size women, like, they were going out and doing their own lingerie shoots and being like, you inspired me to oh, just like go amazing. and take this. I know, I loved it. I was like, yes, bitch, like, Everyone. you look so good. Yeah. And then, like, my partner, he's been like, oh, you always want to wear all this silly, frilly, frilly stuff. I don't even <laughs> care about it. And then it's like, then he'll turn up and I'll be like, da-da! And he'll be like, well! <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so powerful. It has such a great effect. It makes your tits look great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, and it, like... It- I guess it like kind of gets you ready for like being in the mood but also like I love it just like even if I'm just not doing anything like special that day like going to work or whatever wearing like a nice matching set you just feel like so fancy (laughs) and like stunning and I'm like oh my god it looks so good but like and no one has to know yes and I just I think like that just makes you feel sexy without like having to like perform for anybody Like, yeah, I think it's such a powerful tool how you present yourself. And obviously it's not for everyone. Mm. And I would never wear lingerie for a man because, <laughs> because I'm just like, they just don't appreciate you it. I'm always it. like, okay, where's the women at who's like, can appreciate <laughs> like how this is like so well fitting and how this like looks so good on me. Like, oh, even like saying that, like you said, like you had Miss Gold on here. Yeah. Um, I went to, I was working at one of her one night parties and literally just a room full of like women and non-binary people just all in their lingerie yeah. and I'm just like you look so good you look so good. oh my god yeah. where did you get that like everyone just looked amazing yeah. and it, and it was like all different kind of body types body shapes and everything and it's just like 
yeah like it's such an empowering experience because I've been as well a couple of times and yeah that was like the first time I went I was like oh my god because I was just so excited to wear lingerie like in front of people and I'm such like a show-off as well because I'll be like oh look at me Um, but like looking at other people and be like oh my god you look so good I love how you've put that with that and like Mm. it's so cool like and just be like have everything just out and Mm. be like vulnerable and show off your body for what it is rather than like hiding all the time which I think like a lot of people have that sort of feeling that they need to like not show off their tits and like Mm. I'm just like just have all the cleavage out have your bum cheeks out I don't care like literally like part of my like kind of ethos even when people are like ah she's got her boobs out or her ass yeah. out you listen you only get to be young once exactly your tits aren't gonna look like this forever your ass <laughs> isn't gonna look like this forever like why you have it if you want it like flaunt it even if as you exactly. get older if you still think that like, you're rocking it just like rock it like you have one life to live afterwards was you're gonna like pass away be in the ground and be like oh at least yeah. I didn't show you my tits too much yes <laughs> there's maggots eating you now that's very morbid <laughs> But you get what I mean? Like, this, the things that people take so seriously sometimes, it's just, they're just societal it's, constructs. They don't matter that much. Yeah. You look cute. Just don't care. Yeah. Like, who cares? It's just, it's just a body. Everyone has one. Exactly. Like, like, not that I'm, like, condoning people walking out in the street naked or anything. I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should be able to do that <laughs> in some form and feel safe and, like, comfortable. But, like, yeah, yeah it's... Yeah, just like yeah, what you said about one night, like that, that's what I took away from it was like, yeah, it's such an empowering experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just how good everybody looks. Yes. And it's like, yeah, just and it, yeah, it's such like a nice, confident, empowering space to be in. And I love it so much. I think that we like, I feel like we need more spaces where women can just wear lingerie and not feel like pressure from like people like looking at us mm-hmm. in like a way that's creepy or like. I don't know, for like a male gaze kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I wish there was like more places like that. But maybe we'll create one, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you lot should totally like start doing lingerie yeah, parties. Yeah, playful lingerie party. Yes. I think that would be amazing. And yeah, I want to make it happen. My next thing, which we spoke about briefly before we started recording, was mm. like TikTok and like trends in sexual mm. wellness on yeah. there like tell me a little bit about like what you've experienced with tiktok it's i guess you kind of get a mixed bag but then the stuff that goes viral is normally the dumb shit <laughs> so like before when we were talking about you know like wellness trends that people are into and like you know you brought up like yoni pearls and stuff mm. i actually like did some content around yoni pearls which are basically for those that don't know they're these beads and they have like herbs they're these little pearls and they have herbs inside of them and people tell you oh that they're just natural they have mugwort whatever and you're supposed (laughs) to put it up in your vagina and you can leave it there from like an hour to like three days like this stupid time yeah such stupid time limits and it's gonna clear out all of the gunk and the bacteria and stuff and it's like no it's not your vagina is self cleaning you do not need to put anything up there to clean it it cleans itself you putting herbs why would you put seasoning in your family <laughs> and this is the thing is all like yeah you've got to think all these um herbs and whatever like they're sitting there mixing with your vaginal microbiome mm. and your mucus and all that stuff they're rotting inside your body and you're like ah oh, look at all this gunk that's come out of me that is rotted herbs oh you're God. pulling like it's so horrible other things I hate when they're promoting like tightening gels and stuff mm. these things dry out your coastal lining which is basically like when you get wet um 
your vagina obviously secretes fluids and stuff. Mm. It dries that out, and what because it dries it out, it kind of takes away some of the elasticity. So your vagina is actually just tightened because it lacks moisture. So it's not like oh you're tighter. No, you you're just kind of fucking yeah. up your balance. <laughs> and it's gonna be so uncomfortable if you have penetrative sex. Exactly. Like, oh my god, like I can't imagine. <laughs> and you can give yourself like loads of like micro tears and stuff, which leaves you more open to getting like bacterial mm. infections and stuff. Other things like pessaries and tablets to make you funny taste like fruits and flowers and all this other crap. All of this stuff is so bad for you like you shouldn't even be like douching that's another mm. thing don't douche your family don't put anything inside there unless it's like a sex or a penis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or fingers like don't put stuff inside your vagina you're going to mess up your ph balance and you're probably going to give yourself an infection other things i hate on tiktok i remember there was this whole phase of guys like doing like this kind of, like choking thing like just choking girls because suddenly like you know we had another little BDSM rough sex yeah. wave and it's like these you, young girls are gonna see this stuff and think oh yeah well this is how we're supposed to have sex or like mm. this is what's hot or they convince themselves that it's hot or there was that thing oh my god last year where because they were talking about anal sex so much on TikTok that there was like this huge rise in sexual health clinics getting oh, really? loads of girls coming in with anal tears no I didn't know yeah, that it, it was, oh, it's like really so scary. messed up and it's because nobody's teaching mm. people how to like, have anal sex safely on TikTok. But then the other thing with TikTok is like, if you're actually like making educational content, yeah. they will block you or they'll exactly. take it down. But then they leave all the other shit up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a mess up there. <laughs> Literally, it's so, so annoying. I guess other times there are like some sex toys and stuff that go viral on there and they're not made from body safe materials. And that's something else I try to educate people on. Mm. But then they get, well, I tried it and it was fine. Okay, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) But when it gives you reproductive issues, I'm not wishing that on you, but it might happen. Yeah. How do you know if a sex toy is body safe? Most sex toys will come with lists of ingredients of Mm -hmm. what they're made out of. Body safe ones will include materials like silicone, glass, ceramic ones that are obviously like sealed properly, wood and ABS plastic. Okay. Like, so those ones are safe. Then things like jelly toys or stuff made of like cyber skin or TPE, like these things, they're quite porous. So what essentially happens is that even when you use it, even if you clean it, it's got all these little tiny like micro holes in it which hold the bacteria. And obviously the bacteria will just continue to like fester and get gross. Ooh. And then you're pushing that back inside of yourself and yeah. and you can never truly clean it properly. So yeah. Always read the ingredients of your sex toys. And if it doesn't have ingredients, don't buy it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. I suppose, like, a lot of, like, like legitimate companies will advertise what their, like, Mm. standards are for testing and things like that. And it's like, okay, yeah, definitely take the time to, like, go and visit their site and see what they're saying about it. It's like, what? Like, yeah, but you, the same as, like, what you would do before you put anything in your body. Mm. Like, well, what you would hope, would hope you would do, yeah. Yeah, you'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like, if you, I guess, like, because you're not putting it in your mouth, maybe you don't, or yeah, maybe you are like putting a... it in your mouth, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that is quite a scary concept. I get, TikTok is so influential, isn't it? And, mm. like, to 
young people and yeah like who haven't who kind of lack that critical analysis of yeah. the things that they watch and I find it as well and I'm 30 and I watch something and I'll be like that must be true and I'm like that's like <laughs> so much and confidence like, and then someone's like where did you learn that on TikTok <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like oh god why am I so stupid like it's just it's too easy like, yeah and they say it's such confidence on there as well I remember um Shien were like selling these face massages and then all these teenage girls started buying these these face massages but to use it as a sex toy no and it's like this you can't do that oh god but like you just these things will have like thousands of reviews on the site Mm. and it's like there's actual sex toys that do this thing that you want it to do safely yeah (laughs) yeah and like it's quite accessible now. I think mm. people get, have, are so embarrassed, like, about buying a sex toy, even now, like, ordering it to your house, and you're like, oh, God, how's it going to arrive? It's going to be, like, <laughs> in a big, like, dildo-shaped package. Or, like... I saw someone actually put <laughs> on the internet. It was, like, a, a big, like, a monster dildo, but it's just, like, wrapped oh around God. the yeah. like, Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't explain that to, like, your parents, can you? <laughs> And it's like, oh, it's just for your face. It's fine. <laughs> it's a massager. Yeah, they always like m- advertise as massages. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I think everyone knows that it's not what they're for. So, like, I talked about a little bit about like your sort of sexual education, and tell me about like the how to live your best whole life workshops. Is, did I get the name right? Yes, you yes. did. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so my how to live your best whole life workshops are essentially like an extension of what I do online, mm. but get into kind of work with people in person um i started doing them during lockdown and then everyone's like do it in person i was like let's wait for this pandemic (laughs) (laughs) so i started doing them in person from like last year august and yeah it's just like a whole it's a whole vibe i'm trying let me explain it properly (laughs) it's it's a vibe it's a moment (laughs) so yeah basically i do themed workshops so each one will be a different one like the one that i most recently did was a kink based one the bad galentine's one and it was just basically to help people learn how to incorporate kink into their solo and partner sex but i call it like a soft introduction to kink Mm. so what i did was use like the basis of kink rules to help people learn how to communicate better to learn how to stimulate their erogenous zones and to get themselves more grounded in their bodies and to just basically ex- explore things that they've never tried before that they might possibly like. One of the most popular things that I get, like people love floggers. They always oh. leave it like, oh, <laughs> this is this is quite nice. <laughs> and pinwheels, surprisingly. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really like, everyone's like, where can we get these? <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be really scary, but it's actually really nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then we do a lot of work around unlearning sexual shame, Mm -hmm. which is like one of my kind of core lesson things that I will teach in each workshop. And I basically try to get to the root of where people pick up the shame from, the way it affects them, you know, who enforced it upon them and stuff. And I like to get them to have conversations while we're doing this. And you get so many like interesting stories and some are like a bit, sad you know you'll hear a lot like oh like my family members or my friends or my partners and blah blah but it's really nice when the girls get to kind of have someone that is that relates to their story so yeah that's that's basically what it is it's about Mm. like unlearning shame and exploring your sexuality and being okay with it and being proud of it and 
being part of a community that mm. is just like so like I love my audience I think that they're just they're so lovely <laughs> like, like genuinely like they're they're really lovely people they always end up making friends at these events That's as well amazing, yeah. and like they're not judgmental I mean I guess they can't be with me at the helm because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel but like you're in the wrong place yeah I'm like I like monster dicks and they're like <laughs> okay <laughs> we love that for you <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's just a really, really nice space. And I mean, they get like free stuff as well. So that was, that also helps. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little bonus yeah. at the end. That's so cool. Yeah, I think like finding your community and people who are like-minded is such like an important thing. Like mm. when, especially when you've learned like so much of your like sexual shame about people around you. It's mm. like, it's so rife in like, in like people's childhoods and mm. families and stuff like that. So yeah, like once you like, blossom into adulthood you need people who are going to have these conversations with you and exactly. like you can actually go to them and be like I don't know ask for advice or like be honest with them about like your experiences because yeah. yeah I think like yeah talking about things is just yeah. like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like the medicine of everything <laughs> yeah it really is like um, I remember in the last workshop there was a lady who was speaking about she suffered sexual abuse growing mm. up and like I said I, as anyone else in the class like suffered from this and a few others put their hands up and she was like oh but like I'm over it now like I've worked through it and I was like okay so like what was the main thing that helped and she's like talking about it yeah that's literally the main thing like I went to my therapist and once I kind of got used to speaking with them, then it was easy to talk about it with my family members and talk about it with my friends. And it kind of really helped take a lot of the weight off and help me work through stuff as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's not like a fix all for everybody. Yeah. But it was nice to know, nice to have somebody that, that had been through it and had worked through it and been like, this is an avenue that you can go down. Like conversations are very, very powerful. Mm. Yeah, and I, I thought that, that was like a really lovely moment. Yeah, that we it, all kind of so like shared there. I read, um, you know, Bre- Brene Brown, Brene Brown. Yes, she I did know like, I think her book was like, I can't remember, something about vulnerability. And she, there was like a statistic in there about like people who were victims of this kind of thing and like how like they were way less likely to have um, post-traumatic stress disorder if they spoke about it, like mm. nearer the time that happened. I was like, oh, that is actually provably like helps people. Mm. Like it really, really does help like speaking about these kind of things. And yeah, and having like spaces where they feel safe to like yeah. have these conversations is like an amazing, powerful thing. So yeah. yeah. And I think that's like one of the main things that the workshop is, is as well. It's, it's a safe space. Mm. Like you can say anything and no one's going to... Be like, Ugh. Yeah, like. no one's going <laughs> no to judge you. Everyone's just open to hearing everything and they're yeah. genuinely interested in hearing what each other has to say as well. Yeah, I love yeah. that. How exciting. And where, like, where do you kind of want to take the whole life um, <laughs> workshops where in the future? Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to Washington on oh, Wednesday amazing. to do my like, um, first like business trip. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm doing my first like international one this week, which is going to be fun. But um, in general, I, I just want to keep doing more of them, getting mm. bigger and better. I have like loads of different themes in mind that I think would benefit people because I try to base them around the questions that I get asked the most. Right. Um, and like, you know, confidence is always a big thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, how can I spare up my life? That's always <laughs> like a big thing. And um, just like learning, ex- exploring, I guess, is like another one. So it's like, there's so many different facets to go off of, off of that. Yeah, I, I want to kind of make events 
that I don't often get to go to. You know, yeah. things like, oh, if there's something that you want to do, but you don't see it out there, like yeah. create it yourself. So exactly. I guess that's kind of like the vibe I'm going with. Yeah. And to do it in a way that is, because I know like sex stuff can be seen as, you know, quite smutty yeah which is fine i love it yeah Yeah, a bit seedy so it's my aim even like with the way that i spell ho h-e-a-u-x it's like this little (laughs) fake french thing but it's kind of like make it like fancy so it's you know it's more it's more palatable (laughs) like like in the last one we did we did it in the edition hotel and like we had like a private waiter that was like going around we had like all these complimentary drinks it was like a fireplace with like real fire and stuff it was like a classy event literally it was so plush and the girls were like oh oh, this is bougie i was like yes (laughs) yes like this is the standard so yeah it's i want to just amplify that i guess yeah yeah, I love it so much. Thank you so, so much for your time today. Is there anything you want to plug? Well, I'm going to have more workshops coming up. So, you know, follow me to stay updated. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Scotty Unfamous. You can also check out my website, shakirascott.com, where all my stuff is. I have sex tour reviews. I have TV show reviews of sex, anything sex related. I also, as I said, write smutty stuff. So, And I'm a really good writer. <laughs> not to teach her anymore but I'm really good award winning you know <laughs> award winning yeah. so yeah if you'd like to check that out you know please feel free to I guess that's thank you so much thank you for having me thank you for listening to to put it playfully if you want to follow us on social media find us at table promises and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes see you then mm-hmm.